You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. It's great to have you for our second hour of Real Presence Live on this May 5th, uh, Cinco de Mayo, National Day of Prayer, and whatever else this day uh, means to you. I hope you're having a good start to your day. If not, I do hope that it gets better. Uh, I'm holding in my hand uh, another book uh, entitled God Still Calls. This is written by Monsignor Gerald Walsh, the former vocation director here in the Diocese of Bismarck. It came out in 2000. Uh, In it, he um, uh, has these stories and some old photos of his uh, seminarians when he was vocation director. And uh, my story here is actually on page 18. But but he prefaces his book uh, by quoting Pastoro Stabo Vobis. And it's always uh, interesting to be reminded how in those words of the prophet Jeremiah, God reminds us that he will never leave his people without shepherds. God still calls in a very mysterious way. And... Uh, when, when you hear the stories, they're all different, but they're all the same. I have a couple of seminarians in front of me, Isaiah Fisher and Colton Steiner. Um, how did uh, God call you? Colton, let's start with you. Um, you're, you're too young uh, to be in this book, uh, but, but many, many seminarians of, of the past and priests today are. Um, how, did, how did God call you? No, yeah, thank you, Monsignor, for asking the question. Uh, it really all started with um, exactly what you're talking about in that book, a uh, priest just being involved in my life, uh, the Lord giving me shepherds to uh, help me walk through my life, help me, help me grow, uh, help form me. And so it was really the presence of really good priests in my life that sort of started that, that prick, that little flame in my heart that just slowly got fanned uh, greater and greater excuse me, greater and greater, um, just growing up in Catholic grade school, having great uh, priest role models like now uh, Bishop Austin Vetter, uh, tremendous priests um, in the high school as my chaplains, and really uh, having the opportunity to take a two-week pilgrimage through the University of Mary during the summer between my junior and senior year to uh, visit Rome. And it was there that I had the intention of asking the Lord what he wanted me to do with my life because I really wasn't sure. Um, and I figured he had a, a little bit better idea than I did. <laughs> I, I wrote in my story here in the book, God Still Calls, from Monsignor Walsh from the year 2000. I, I said that I, uh, I came to the realization that it maybe if I'm called to be a priest, because I'm thinking, how is God going to work here? If maybe I'm called to be a priest, maybe the first step is I may think about being a priest. Mm. And, 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 then, and then as I discerned the rest of my life, I couldn't go through my life wondering what, what had happened um, had I not given God an opportunity. That's why my story here is very short. It's just, it's just uh, uh, three or four pages, and, and some, some go on and on, fine. But um, I, I didn't really want to do this. I had my life planned out. I, um, I, I know God would love me either way, 
but um, I couldn't go through my life wondering what, what had happened had I given God one year. Mm. And that was the deal I made. And, and here, we are, here we are at Corpus Christi. Um, so uh, often if we're thinking about something, and I'm, this, this goes beyond just being a priest. If you're thinking about something life-changing in your life, um, maybe you should try it and then go on with the rest of your life. Well, I, I couldn't go on with my plan. I, 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 I'm here, uh, ha- having been a priest now for 30 years. Isaiah, how did God call you? <laughs> yeah, I uh, just kind of bouncing off of that. Uh, some, somebody gave me really good advice. They said, uh, give everything to hear the voice of the Lord. Uh, and I think the heart of my story really just comes down to uh, the Lord giving me the grace to listen. Um, you know, the first time I remember I was very little, the first time I heard the Lord call me, uh, and I was just still very childlike and it was simple. Somebody just asked me, Hey, have you ever thought of being a priest? And, uh, I didn't even know that was an option. So it just kind (laughs) of, just kind of caught me off guard. Uh, but I just remember kind of pretty simply just bringing it to the Lord in prayer and said, you know, if this is what you want from me, I'll do it. And, and kind of found it pleasing to him. Um, but that kind of grew more and more throughout my years. It just kind of came, came down to, am I willing to listen, you know, with every step of the way, am I willing to remain where he's calling me, um, you know, throughout high school, um, into college, uh, with my friends. Um, yeah, really, really everywhere. But, uh, it kind of just came down to hearing how much it pleased God to offer this gift, uh, and how much, um, how grateful uh, you know, my heart was to to finally hear, you know, his him say that. Isaiah Fisher and Colton Steiner are my guests, 26 and 25 years old. They are, and um, they're seminarians discerning uh, uh, a call uh, to the priesthood in their lives. Let's uh, let's uh, turn to the uh, topic of, uh, of Catholic schools. This is an important topic. You, you are both working in Catholic schools here in the Bismarck area. Um, the St. Mary's um, junior class, I think, was here yesterday at Corpus. You were there. Mm-hmm. And I, I told them, uh, and I quoted the, the late Cardinal Gibbons, who said, uh, uh, no schools uh, today uh, means empty parishes tomorrow. Uh, he, he was making a connection between um, how Catholic schools give and deepen faith to how that faith will be lived in the life of parishes in the future. No schools today means empty parishes tomorrow. And uh, Bishop Kagan has, um, I I always said, proverbially uh, pushed all of his chips in to support Catholic education here in the Diocese of Bismarck. We have uh, priests in in all of our schools. Um, What what has, uh, you are not priests yet, but, but yet uh, students look up to you as seminarians who wear the Roman collar. Um, um, what, what, what has been your experience of, of the presence of, of priests uh, in, in, in schools in your young lives? Because I, after having taught high school for five years, I can tell you what they are in, in, in mine. Well, what's the experience of, of the clergy, the priests, in, in, in our Catholic schools? Col- Colton, you can start. Yeah. I mean, just bouncing off what you said before about entering your vocational journey, Monsignor, um, really, it's the presence of priests, at least for me, in my time in Catholic school, that got me thinking about the priesthood, seeing the joy of the priesthood and the joy of living out their vocation that it brings them, um, that attracted me. 
And I can see that same attraction in the eyes of the young men and young women at St. Mary's High School when they see Father Vetter up there celebrating Mass, when he's teaching, when he's just simply conversing with the students at, at lunchtime. I see that same sort of a twinkle, that attraction. And so it's so good for them to see, uh, especially young priests, um, finding joy in their vocation and um, living out God's call that says uh, in them, this is something that I can do as well. It's not something for the, you know, the, the great people. It's, it's something that I can't do, but it's something very tangible to them when they see a vibrant, young, joyful priest in their lives every single day. And in an ideal and healthy school, um, students also become uh, comfortable around that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I can tell in my work as a priest, uh, kids who have gone to Catholic school and kids who haven't. Kids who have gone to Catholic school are, 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 are comfortable around uh, a clergy and, and, and priests. And uh, how about your experience, Isaiah? Yeah, uh, Jesus Christ is a living person. And I think the presence of a priest just testifies to that with their whole presence in the school. Uh, when a kid sees a, uh, a priest who is actually giving his life in a radical way, it actually gives them the faith and the hope that they can actually have a living relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, and I think that's the most powerful thing that I witness in the students, and especially even in the students that I see. You know, they struggle with anxieties, and, you know, they, they deal with real things, too. And uh, to have somebody who's present who actually says, you know what, it's actually possible for you to be a saint. It's actually possible for you to have a living relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, it's pretty powerful to witness them. Uh, to see somebody acknowledge the real desire that they have in their heart for sanctity and for them to respond to that generously. And it, my experience has been uh, with five years of, of teaching uh, back in the day uh, at uh, Dickinson Trinity High School. Um, some of those students are still um, in, in my life. You, you develop friendships. I have their weddings. I ha baptize their babies. Uh, they call me to their class reunions. And, and, and th those are the, the relationships that you don't understand are happening when, when you're a young priest, um, you know, with 30 seniors in front of you uh, or juniors uh, try trying to uh, class management uh, and yet make an impact. And, 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 I, and I also learned after my years of teaching that this is all, t this is all a delayed satisfaction this is not like, you know, they're framing the new rectory across the street right now for Corpus Christi. Every, every day you can, you know, the, we got a crew of framers there. They go home and they see what they've done. That's, teaching's not like that. Te teaching is, you, 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 years later, sometimes 20, 30 years later, you realize the impact that, that the teacher has had on you. And, and that, that's why, in, in so many ways, uh, teachers have to be patient as the lives of their students unfold. So what, uh, as we, we're, we're gonna, can I push this uh, just a little bit, Eli? As, as we take our uh, break uh, in, in, in just about maybe two minutes instead of sooner, Isaiah, what is ahead of you uh, in, in your life? And, and uh, wh where, wh what do you see ahead for you? What's your next step? Yeah, uh, just hoping to keep pursuing the Lord, following his call. Um, still move on in formation, uh, wherever the Lord brings me in that. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess to, 
I hope teaching is a part of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I really, it's kind of been the hidden treasure of this year of being back in the diocese, being with the people, being with the students. Well, when Senior Walsh was told, uh, Bishop Vetter and I, that uh, the young have to teach the young. <laughs> so enjoy that while you're young. How about you, Colton? Uh, yeah, similar to Isaiah, just uh, continuing to listen and seeing uh, what the Lord desires for me um, and where he uh, wants to continue calling me, uh, whether that's um, continuing on in a pastoral internship or returning back down to, to St. Louis to continue studying for the Diocese of Bismarck, hopefully returning someday to uh, be a priest here and and continue to serve the young uh, in our diocese. And I want to thank the priests that were important in my life, Father Phil Ackerman for sure, uh, Father Dale Kinsler, uh, the late Father Michael Molner was very, very um, instrumental in my life. Bishop Kinney was uh, my classmate, my, uh, my, all of my friends. Uh, all, uh, Father James Cheney, my classmate, the late um, uh, Monsignor Jeff Wald, com- comes to mind. Father Chad Wilhelm, we, we, all, we all began philosophy and Latin together back in the day at Cardinal Seminary, uh, which actually no longer stands. Um, Father Robert Laliberti uh, instilled in me the love for Scripture and to articulate that. And uh, so I wish you all the best, gentlemen. I see uh, myself and in, in, in both of you uh, 30 years ago or so. And enjoy uh, being young. <laughs> and uh, thank you for responding to God's call. Because Jeremiah reminds us, right? In Pastoros Tabavovis, God still calls. The question is, can men hear it? Uh, some, some hear it and they get confused or they don't have the tools to respond to it. And I think here in the Diocese of Bismarck, we have a culture where, where men can hear the call. And then we have, we have kind of an infrastructure, I want to call it, where men can respond. Mainly where men like you can meet each other. And like, oh, this is happening to you too, Isaiah. Yeah, you're not weird. <laughs> you know, may, maybe, maybe, maybe I can pursue this, you know, and, and, and uh, be, because uh, a, a lot of men are called to the priesthood they, and they, they, they don't know what's happening. And it, it's, it's frightening uh, because it, it can be perceived as confusion. And if you don't get people around you to help you understand that and to help you discern that with the church, because that's what you're doing, you're discerning with the church, um, a, a, a lot of dioceses uh, lose priests. And I say that because God still calls. The question is, can we respond? And uh, the faithful as well. Pray for, for all of you. So um, take, take a look right here. We're in the office of Corpus Christi. <laughs> this could be all yours one day, boys. <laughs> uh, the, Aaron, the Aaron Rogers helmet is mine. The Brett Favre football is mine. The Dalmatian photos are mine. Other than that, uh, it's a great place to be and... Maybe you'll interview me someday. Uh, okay, to I'll it. call in from Arizona where I'm retired. How does that sound? Sounds great. Okay, thank you, gentlemen, Thanks and, and keep up the good day. Uh, Isaiah Fisher, Colton Steiner, young men discerning in the Diocese of Bismarck. We have many men discerning. How many seminarians do we have, Isaiah? Uh, we have right now, we have nine. <laughs> 19. 19? 19. Yeah. 19. And we're ordaining five yeah. in June. That's gonna... uh, one of the five, Father Logan Obergay, which will That's be correct. the new parochial vicar here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so, uh, and, and I think we're ordaining 16 in the next five years. 
I don't know uh, if, if that's right, but I but I but I knew I do know that um, I'm 55 years old, and I think the average age of the priests here in the diocese of Bismarck is what 45. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm I'm 10 years older. I'm 55 years old. I've been a priest for 30 years. I'm 10 years older than the average priest um, in the diocese of Bismarck, and that is stunning. Mm-hmm. That is stunning because the average priest. The, the, av- the average age of some priests in some dioceses is in the 70s or late 60s or early 60s. We're talking mid-40s here in the Diocese of Bismarck. And when people visit our conferences, they are just somewhat stunned mm-hmm. by, by, by the young guys. And then, you know, the few old guys like, like me. <laughs> so um, thank you, gentlemen. Keep it up, all right? All right it's all a right. great life. And we'll pray for you, uh, Isaiah Fisher, Colton Steiner. Thanks for being on Real Presence Radio. We're going to take a break uh, as we come up on 20 minutes past the hour. Uh, don't go anywhere. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence.